the rebel, the systems buster, the inventor, the weirdo, the genius. What am I talking about here? Guess what archetype that is in astrology? Aquarius. Yes, Aquarius. As in hair, the musical, the age of Aquarius. Let the sun shine in. That Aquarius, yes. So in this video, we're gonna talk a little bit about this archetype. The good, the bad, the ugly, the shadow, the light, some people, uh, famous people who have it, as well as where in your chart do you have this? What part of your chart is ruled by Aquarius? So let's get started. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Irliana Samsara at Star Sound Astrology, and I am doing each of these videos as content for, you know, each archetype of the zodiac. So it's not, this is not going to be pegged to the news. This is just simply the uh, archetype in general. So anyway, we're having fun here. Aquarius is the, um, is a fixed sign. It's, it's an air sign. So it's about the intellect and it's fixed air. So um, it rules everything that is just, it, it, well, Saturn. Saturn is the ruler of both Capricorn and Aquarius. Whereas Capricorn is about the past, um, Aquarius is about the future. And where Capricorn seeks to, you know, Saturn in the sign of Capricorn or, or the Capricorn archetype is about seeking to achieve things. Uh, the Aquarian archetype is saying, okay, we've achieved and now let's think about the future. Let's think about others. Let's make a better world. Let's think outside the box and let's be free, <laughs> whatever, however we can. And uh, let's be free and let's be individuated. Um, but also let us, um, the freedom, of course, you know what I'm hearing is, yes, freedom comes with a price. Um, but in this, right now, we're just going to be talking for this moment um, more about the archetype itself, and then I'll, then I'll get into the shadow. So anyway, yeah, so what does, what does this rule? Uh, visionaries, uh, people who like to shock, um, sometimes not in a good way, <laughs> um, geniuses, um, eccentrics, anybody who's nonconformist, um, a systems buster, people who are geniuses who invent things, you know, from their mind and um, very much intellectual. Um, when it comes to um, being outside the box, identifying with outside the box, it can be um, associated with things like androgyny, you know, um, non-binary, unisex. When I was growing up, that was the big thing. Unisex, right? They had unisex clothes and unisex this and unisex that. Um, gender fluidity would be very much, um, in, you know, the Aquarian archetype speaks to um, this kind of diversity and inclusion amongst all peoples. Um, there's a, one of the, this is not, um, I'm thinking of uh, people with, um, well, I'll save it for later, the celebrity people and um, who have uh, this archetype. But actually what I thought of is the character of Phoebe in Friends. She was an Aquarian. I think even her character was written as an Aquarian, but she was definitely, um, you know how she was kind of like airheady and, um, you know, kooky in a, in a sweet, lovable way. Well, Phoebe on Friends, that would be a really, you know, <clears throat> to look in the world of um, archetypes, Aquarian. Yes, for sure. Um, anyway, so um, where this is, what you want to do is you want to look at, um, you know, 
when I say about um, freedom, you know, and the Aquarian is, uh, archetype is so closely associated with freedom, you know, Saturn is uh, the planet of structure and responsibility, and it can be very heavy and depressing and melancholy. And so where does this freedom come in? Well, freedom through discipline is what uh, the Aquarian way, right? It's like, okay, it's not like you get some airy-fairy concept or some conceptual thinking out there in the world in the air and you've got to take it from your head and bring it to your heart, the polar opposite being Leo. You gotta bring that to your heart and you have to look at, of course, what is best for the collective, not just me, 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 right? So. The, um, the me decade, if you remember, I remember back in the 70s, the we decade, could, you could have said the middle to late 60s, the we decade, but then it became the me decade in the 70s. Everybody was like, okay, I guess this didn't work, but it did. It just left an imprint, but the shift, um, you, you always want to look at that polarity between um, the uh, Aquarian and the Aquarian ideal between the head and the heart. So the big, big thing for whether you have the Sun in Aquarius or your Aquarius rising, somewhere in our charts we have. You may have some planets in Aquarius, but even if you don't have any of those Sun, Moon rising or planets in Aquarius, um, you have it somewhere, and so that's going to describe your relationship to that part of your chart. So. Um, balancing the head with the heart is, is definitely the big lesson for uh, the Aquarian energy. Um, I, I, you know, when you think about, um, I, I think about, you know, the USA um, has the, um, the moon is the US, the moon of the USA is at 27 degrees of Aquarius. So we, uh, as Americans, we are very much thrive on um, of course, we have a big heart. We have a cancer country. We always want to help people, nurse them back, give them food, right? Sending those shipments, those humanitarian shipments, right? The, the humanitarian streak is very alive and well in, in, the, in the USA. And, um, and balancing the head and the heart, right? So what is best for humanity? Looking beyond borders, unification, unity, and diversity. E pluribus unum, the Latin um, which appears on the coin right, of, every, of every coin in the U.S. currency, e pluribus unum from the Latin for out of many, there's one. So that's very much in our, uh, the Aquarian uh, way as well. Uh, new and improved, right? You know how we, we, we grew up in this society with these, you know, ads on TV. Oh, we got this new and improved such and such, you know, dishwater deter dishwashing detergent or what have you. And I think that, you know, Europeans, you guys must like giggle at us like, okay, what, what was wrong with the old dishwashing detergent? Nothing, but this is America and we must improve upon the past, right? That is the ingrained way of being for, for us in, um, in the, with, uh, with the USA moon and Aquarius. But you get an idea of that, these things. And, um, you know, I, I, let's, let's talk also about the shadow now. We'll just, you know, touch upon that. So given all of that, where's the, where's the, where, where do, what do we have to manage when, when we have a, a, a you know, the, in, inside of an Aquarian mindset? Well, alienating others. If you think about friends um, with the Leo archetype, friendship and generosity, we could be very selfish. That part of us in the chart ruled by Aquarius could be alienating, could be aloof, can be very cold and emotionally heartless, right? So we want to manage that uh, where we maybe get lost in concepts and ideas and we're not thinking of others. Um, mentally stubborn would definitely be fixed air. 
um, you know, to, and, and maybe that stubbornness could alienate and friends and drive people away, uh, push people away. Um, we also want to look really carefully at technology because Aquarius rules technology. And so this would be about like, say, losing our soul to AI or, you know, being completely um, losing ourselves in our, who doesn't, right? Lose ourselves in our phones and our laptops and our tablets and video games and all that. Um, losing our soul to that. And that brings me to a really good point. Um, you know, in the Kabbalah, the, the ancient body of Jewish mystical wisdom, they talk about technology um, and spirituality and that as you as we progress, the, the concept in, the, in this body of wisdom is that progress, i.e., we'll say technological progress, always has to keep pace with spirituality. The two of them have to keep pace with each other. And when one gets out of hand as it as it is now as, as it has been where technology overcoming spirituality that is a danger point that's a flashpoint so you think about um, you know it's, I was watching uh, Eckhart Tolle speak recently and he was saying how uh, this concept about wisdom and wisdom as distinct from intelligence so I think wow this could be applied here you know, we may know how to build an atom bomb. You know, you have, you're smart, you're really intelligent. You got, you know, you, people have, scientists have figured that out. But is it wise to build an atomic bomb in terms of love for humanity and, and taking care of each other, right? And it's like, okay, how much of this technology is wise? It may be smart, it's all driven from a very smart mind, it may be coming from geniuses, but where's the wisdom? So again, that, that, com that conversation about our technology and our uh, wisdom. So if we are, for example, in taking it down to the granular everyday life, if we are lost in our phones and, and you know scrolling Instagram, for example, um, are we balancing that with, say, time we could work in a soup kitchen or deliver food for people or w what have you, you know? So we always want to be mindful of that. Um, celebrities, uh, so who's, got, who's got this, um, uh, well, very famous Oprah. Oprah is a great Aquarius. She's got, these are people with the sun in Aquarius. Oprah, of course, humanitarian, right? Aquarius rules broadcasting in the airwaves. Well, here you go, Oprah, perfect, perfect example. Who overcame trauma, a shadow side of Aquarius, right? Trauma, um, being uh, molested and um, and raped as a young woman, as a as a what, child. You know, she had all that abuse in her very very poor um, upbringing in Mississippi, and then you know um, overcoming and, and triumphing. But her eye always on how can I give back? You know, m cutting a new path. You know, she has gone into broadcasting and cut a path where nobody had ever done that before. And so, um, per, you know, probably the most perfect example I could find. But there are others, um, celebrities, Alicia Keys, a great, uh, here's one. She was, she advocates for makeup free, women going makeup free. Well, can't get more Aquarian than that, right? You know, fuck the system. Who, who, who needs this? Being a slave to fashion. Um, Ellen DeGeneres, she's another one, Aquarian. Uh, Harry Styles. Um, love the way he dresses. You could easily tell. Uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock is another one. Uh, Jennifer Aniston of, of Friends fame. Um, classic Aquarian. Um, you know, out, think outside the box. Uh, doing things her way. 
um, the Megan the Stallion and the Weekend, they're also Aquarians. So you get an idea about, you know, how these may let these things inspire you. Be, be, let your Aquarian freak flag, freak flag fly. I can barely say that. Um, wherever it is in your chart, which brings us to the houses. Where is this in your chart? Well, let's walk through the zodiac and we'll get some insights here. Oh, I will say before closing, um, medically speaking, Aquarius rules the part of the body that's the ankles and the shins and the calves. So, um, and the auric field, the electromagnetic field, that the energy field that surrounds our body. So, you know, yeah, for sure, you know, when you, when you lose yourself in technology, you got to go out and like lie on the ground, get rid of those EMFs, please, people, balance, any balance at all costs. Um, keeping, keeping that balance is absolutely, remember, the head and the heart. But anyway, so um, to the houses. So the um, if you have Aquarius rising or Aquarius in the first house, you are definitely seen. Your personality is very much the rebel, the outsider, the person who's cutting that new path, the nonconformist, the uh, the reformer, the innovator. Um, so yes, people can see that. But of course, the the downside is you have to make sure that you're not alienating people uh, with your uh, brilliance and your mind, and you, you you people could find that divisive, you know, or you could you could act that way. Second house, Aquarius in the second house, you have an an ingenious way of. Um, of coming, you know, with your your values and the things that are important to you are very much centered around humanitarian work and um, everybody, diversity, fairness, inclusion. Um, the third house, I would say, Aquarius in the third. Hmm. Well, uh, you might live in a in an interesting neighborhood. <laughs> you may have some interesting genius uh, siblings and in laws and cousins. Um, the um, Sun is fading quickly here, so I just drive fast. <laughs> um, I was saying, I love being out in the car. It's so much fun. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm the weird neighbor. <laughs> Speaking of weird neighbors. Um, Aquarius in the fourth house. No, no, I, no, officer, no. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I gotta hurry up. It's getting dark in here. Can I put my lights on? What? No, I gotta put, okay, wait. Let me get my, get the keys. I got this thing and turn this on. Okay, can I, yes, Am I... is that better? Yes, it... I think it is, okay, yes. All right, there, oh, lighting, <laughs> it's the Leo way. <laughs> anyway, okay, so fourth house, Aquarius in the fourth house, you live in an interesting, uh, a homes, a home full of geniuses or very uh, out of the box uh, ways of living um, with the way, your home life, your family life, in that Aquarian way. Fifth house, uh, I would say very un unusual. Um, you might find love affairs and romances with uh, brainy um, rebel hippie outsiders. <laughs> you might also be uh, alienated uh, in sports. Fifth house rules like sports and pleasurable activities. And you Maybe you were the outsider that like nobody picked as a kid for football. You were like the, or soccer or baseball team, or you, you were the weird kid. You were the weird, strange kid that nobody could understand. They, you were so smart that everybody was like, what? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Aquarius in the sixth house, you that would indicate uh, would be really great being investigating unusual uh, different ways of eating and nutrition, you know, like raw vegan and organic and non-GMO, maybe being an activist for those kinds of things. Uh, with that, and then also in the workplace, you know, think Norma Ray. I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna stand up for people's rights, you know, and being being that non-conforming person, uh, but again, an eye on assisting and helping in the workplace. And then one's daily routine can be very pre unpredictable. Uh, the seventh house, uh, Aquarius, there I am. Oh, okay, hi. <laughs> Aquarius rising, and I mean, sorry, Aquarius in the seventh house. Oh, goodness, you could have some really amazing, interesting marriage partners and people that you collaborate with. Uh, very much uh, forward-thinking, progressive, forward-thinking people. Uh, eighth house, Aquarian eighth house. Uh, you might find a sources of income and other people's money, like wills and estates and inheritances, might come from unusual places or off the beaten track. Uh, sources of, of wealth like that, uh, not conforming to like society's standards. Aquarius in the ninth, you might have some very unusual or different kind of spiritual and religious views with um, your outlook on those things, your philosophy, your esoteric wisdom, maybe you're like into astrology and yoga and cool stuff like that. Um, 10th house, well, uh, goodness, you know, your public reputation is as that nonconformist rebel genius archetype, um, how people, um, you know, experience you, your, your reputation in the world, how you are seen out there in the, in your career too. You probably could be a very brainy kind of scientist because, you know, that's, it's very scientific, cold, logical, rat rational, like that. Now, of course, this also always goes without saying that you always want to look to Saturn, what sign Saturn is in and the house it occupies because that will give you a deeper cut of how these play out, how well or how poorly these ideas play out, you know, uh, depending on the condition of Saturn and the sign it's in. Uh, let's see, what are we up to? 11th house, oh, so Aquarius in the 11th house, oh man, you know, let's all, you know, the age of Aquarius. Let's all hang together and uh, hang out with in a commune and uh, start a spiritual community. Um, being very or loving uh, groups and organizations, and um, you know the um, the idea about organizations, groups, and my hopes, wishes, and dreams for a better world are very much uh, you know coloring that that area of your chart. And then the twelfth house, which is that beautiful deep, sweet, um, off the track, you know, the monastery, the house of monasteries and Aquarian uh, energy. Wow, I could imagine somebody with planets there or, you know, with that ruling there, 11th, uh, 12th. Man, you could do some serious, you know, futuristic downloads from ETs and, um, and igniting one's light body through transcendental realities and transcendental experiences that are off the beaten, away from the world, you know, in your, in your little hermit cave. So anyway, that's just, that's just me riffing today. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, let me know how you, what you, where it is in your chart and, um, yeah, let's talk. Um, anyway, always good to hear from you. Um, please remember to like, share, subscribe if you enjoy this content, and we'll see you next time. My name's Irliana Samsara. Once again, Star Sound Astrology. Happy to do readings. Find out where this is in your chart, where's um, all of this good stuff happening, and what kind of 
things that we could expect in the future. Anyway, um, that's all for now. Take care, have a great one, and see you next time. You're Liana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Bye for now.